Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, secrets to overcome fear, embrace your gifts and achieve success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am your host, Heather Hansen O'Neill, and our quote today is by Walt Disney. I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing, that it all was started by a mouse. And you're going to know pretty soon why I chose that fun one for you. Today, our guest expert is David Wood. After life as a consulting actuary for Fortune 100 companies, David built the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for life coaching. He believes the tough conversations that we avoid are the door ways to confidence, success, and even love in both work and life. David coaches high-performing entrepreneurs, executives, and teams, and even prison inmates to amazing results and connection, one conversation at a time. So I look forward to our conversation. Let's bring him on. Hello, David. How are you? I'm awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Look, he's got fireworks and everything. For those of you who are uh, listening through audio, you'll have to check out a video clip. It's looking pretty cool. So David is also the author of a book called Mouse in the Room. And I think it would be fun to share a little bit for those who haven't read the book yet. Tell us about it, how it came to be. Thank you. Well, you know, once I, I I did a lot of uh, traveling the world and sitting with gurus mm-hmm. uh, in in my tw- late twenties and early thirties because I realized that I I knew a lot about business numbers, money, and systems. I didn't know anything about emotions and vulnerability and authenticity and integrity and self expression. And so I embarked on this big journey. And one teacher said to me once, as I was standing there in front of the class you've searched for this level of truth your entire life. Mm. And I was crying, tears just streaming down my face. And he was right. I didn't know it, but I'd wanted this level of raw truth where I'm actually saying what's happening for me and the other person is saying how that impacts them and what's happening for them. And and so I always wanted this for myself. And then, and I fortunately had a number of coaches who would keep pushing me and encouraging me and supporting me in saying very scary things mm. to people. And so I had a lot of experience with it. And then I'd bring it into my clients. And then uh, one day I thought, what, what's the metaphor in our society that people already relate to? And I realized we already know about the elephant in the room. You see it, I see it, no one's saying anything. Okay, that's that's we should totally address that. And I could have called it elephant in the room. But what I'm interested in is the creatures in the room that are much more subtle. It it's any thought you've had, any feeling, any emotion, any body sensation, whatever your experience is that hasn't made it out to the air, that's a mouse that's going on. And I want us all to artfully discover our mice, decide if it's a mouse worth naming, and then artfully name it so we don't create a train wreck, but we actually come into deeper connection. And if we do that, then amazing things happen. We become those charismatic people that that we've wanted to be. We become those people that people want to be around. 
we have more more clients, more customers. Um, people might want to date us. They might want to marry us. They get, we become those charismatic human beings. So the book's called Mouse in the Room because the elephant is not alone. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. And you know, I think that's so important. And actually, I just had a conversation earlier this morning. I was on, I was where you are, I was the the guest on another podcast, and we we're talking about the importance of this transparency of of sharing and and how long it took us both, me and the other, the other person, to get to that point where we felt comfortable doing that. Do you think that it, it can be? uncomfortable for people to get that open yes and we've got to get it into our heads that that that's just part of the game yes that's how it goes because what happens is we've like as a kid i didn't get rewarded for saying i'm angry right that didn't happen or hey i'm really sad oh you're really sad tell us more about that how does that where is that in your body how does that feel um you know, hearing that you're sad, this is what's happening for me. I notice I want to help you. I want to, I want to make you happy and I want to give you space to feel your emotions. Like that wasn't what I grew up in in Australia. Most people didn't have that. Mm-hmm. So we've learned to shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, if something does occur to us, like, oh, maybe I should, you know, you know, I really don't like what's happening with this person. I'd like it to be better. The mind goes, well, that's just going to be awkward. Right. I'll give you an example from this week. Fresh for me this week, um, someone in my acting class canceled a couple of scenes we were going to do, and she said, "I don't, I don't feel comfortable." Eventually, she said, "I don't feel comfortable working with you." Hmm. And I, I sent a message saying, "I could we talk about it and clear the air and sort it out?" You know, might only take a few minutes. Um, and uh, and she said, "No, but maybe at some point in the future we can talk about it." I'm like, all right. So that's it. I left it for a couple of months and then it kept coming up for me. Like, I'd really like to clear the air and just find out what it is. Yeah. So finally this week I took a, a, a risk, but my mind was saying, this is going to be awkward. This is going to be un- uncomfortable. And who knows, you know, what she's, what she's going to say. And um, maybe I'm pushing her and it's just going to make it worse. Like all of that. We've got to get over that. Because if we if we use the roadmap in the book, uh, the third the the three Ds in the three D process in the book, and the first D is discover your mice. Okay. So I had to you know, fill in the worksheet. It's a free download. The worksheet, and we'll give you the link at the end of the show. Um, fill in the worksheet and work out what am I feeling? Okay, well I'm feeling um, worried that she'll tell everyone else don't work with this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, feeling awkward. Not that we're not even saying hello. I'm wondering if I did something wrong that I should apologize for. So I wrote that down. Clarity is gold. Even if you decide not to name it, you want to work out why you've got something going on. Mm-hmm. Then the second D is for decide. Okay, is this a mouse worth naming? And the worksheet will help you help you work out the upside and the downside. The d- downside, I might make it worse. You know, I might be embarrassed. I might find out like we, there was a scene we were going to do that involved a kiss. I might find out she doesn't want to do the scene because there was a kiss in it. Mm. All right. It could be embarrassing for me. Awkward. She doesn't want to kiss me. All right. Um, and I'm older than, than everyone else in the class. You know, a lot of them are like 20, 30 something. I'm 50 something. So there's all that going on, but I got that worked out. Um, the, what's the upside of me 
naming this mouse? Well, we could actually um, be in connection again. I could be saying hi, and it's not going to be weird in class, and maybe we do some scenes together, and there'll be harmony again. All right. And there's a checkbox on the form. Are you willing to accept these possible negative consequences for the possible upside? And I decided, yes, I'm willing to take another shot again. It's a leadership move. Naming a mouse, even filling in a form is a leadership move. We need leaders. We need heroes to lead the way. So I took a risk. I reached out and I and I said, hey, <clears throat> I noticed uh, I, I would like to talk about it because it's so awkward just not even saying hello in class. And I'd love to clear the air and just have everything, you know, be easy. And it might not take very long. And I promise you, you will be happy that you had the conversation. That's that's my promise. Um, would you be open to it? Apparently, we can get the stage manager involved to help mediate stuff. I didn't know that, but that's part of their job. But I thought maybe we should do it because I was pretty sure she wouldn't like me getting someone else involved in this. Yeah. So I dangled that. and I said, maybe we should work it out. She sent back a really nice message. She explained more about what was going on. She did say I didn't want to do a scene that involved a kiss. And I felt uncomfortable about that. And I just canceled the second scene because I was uncomfortable at the, about the first scene. I was like, okay, I'm glad I know I know about that now. It's no big deal. We don't have to do a scene with it with a kiss in it. Let's have it be okay that we can tell each other how we feel and say yes or no to any given scene or anything that's in a scene. Would, would you be open to that? And I'm waiting to hear back <clears throat> from that. But now I feel like like I actually took a book last night, a signed book to give to her uh. because I feel like the door is open now to at least just being okay with something that is awkward. It's awkward. How awkward would it be for her to name a ma that mouse to say, I don't want to kiss you. Yeah. I don't want to do a scene that involves a kiss. That's the kind of stuff that we shy away from. Yeah. But if we're willing to take a risk and step into it, the magic of movies becomes available to us. And, you know, I love it. You mentioned uh, it. it's a leadership thing to do, right? So yes. sometimes leaders have to do the difficult things to set the example that it's okay. It's okay to have these conversations. So you mentioned mouse naming quite a few times. So let's talk a little yeah. bit more about this naming and this process so that, because I think that's a big part of it, right? Oh, understand yeah. Putting a name to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I say mouse naming, I don't mean we're going to call it Fred. No, I, I, I kind of knew where you were going with it. Okay, yeah. But there's this amazing power, and few people know this. I really think this is kind of a secret. There's this amazing power in just stating what's happening, mm. acknowledging it, so that the other person or the people in the room can go, oh, yeah, that's what's going. For example, let's say we're in a meeting. And, and you're leading the meeting and you notice the energy seems kind of low. People seem kind of, you know, one person's not enough over there, whatever. Um, if you just name it, hey, it seems like the energy's kind of low in the room. We just had lunch and whatever. And we're kind of like little lethargic. Does that seem right? Everyone else can check in and go, oh, yeah, that's right. You're now coming together and connecting around something mm. that feels like a shared reality. Now, once you've named it, that might be it. Say, all right, it's only going to be uh, 15 more minutes and then we're going to split. Everyone got 15 more minutes in them? 
Or why don't we stand up and just get our bodies moving for a little bit, get the energy up. Maybe you do something about it, but just the naming it has value. <clears throat> and so I always like to like scan my, my life and try and like, I've got stories from 20 years ago, but there's stories from last night. Um, this actor in class uh, wanted to cancel our rehearsal and I organized my evening around, I'm going to be here. And I don't even like to have evening rehearsals. I was doing this to try and get him ready for the scene. And he said, Oh, look, I got a, I got a headache. I can't, I, I can't do it. Can we meet tomorrow morning? And I was pissed. Um, six times in a row, he said he'd be ready and have the lines memorized and did not come through. And now this, I'm like, this guy is a mess. I'm annoyed. And he wrote to me, and I think this was very smart. He wrote, I realize you're probably annoyed with me. Uh, he named mm. a mouse, right? He had a, he had a storytelling mouse. There's eight different types of mice identified in the book. This is a storytelling mouse. He's got this idea that maybe this is what's going on. And he said, you know, I think you're probably annoyed with me. Uh, what he could have also said is I want to check if that's tr true. Mm -hmm. He could have also said, I want to check for impact that mm -hmm. I'm, that I'm canceling. He could have checked for my mice, yeah. right? That would have been a real ninja leadership move. How is it for you that I'm, I'm canceling? He didn't do that. He's just want to cancel. But he said, maybe you're annoyed. I was gratified and glad and pleased that he gave me the chance to say that because I, you know, Mr. Leader over here, who's done 20 years of practice of this, wasn't going to say, look, to be honest, I'm, I'm feeling annoyed by this. This is my experience. Um, I didn't do that. I was just going to, it was, you know, it was nighttime. I was winding down. I was, I was just going to like basically be annoyed quietly and resolve to never work with him again. Mm. That's the opposite of leadership. That's what that's human and that's passive, but because he named it, that gave me a chance. I, I actually called him. Mm. which was a good move instead of texting. And I, and I said, you know, I, I'm glad you said that because I am annoyed. And he said, why? And I told him now, look, it wasn't smooth. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that up front. So I'm glad I'm using this example yeah. because he started getting defensive. He'd asked, he said, you're probably annoyed. Then he said, why? When I told him he was arguing and now trying to justify why I shouldn't be annoyed and how it's unfair and what when he already knew yeah. that I was probably annoyed because of what he was doing. Anyway, we got, we had a bit of a fight mm -hmm. and by fight, I mean, I was pretty tense. He was pretty tense. He didn't seem to be truly listening. I, I wasn't, I think I was listening and I was still annoyed, but at the end of it, I said, look, this is how I'm feeling. I've got every right to feel how I feel. You don't have to change it. You seem annoyed. And I think defensive right now, you probably wish I was more understanding. That's where we're at. Does that sound right? Okay. Um, I don't want to resolve it now. Do you want to still do the scene together tomorrow night? And I want to give you an out. If you feel like you're not ready and you don't want to do it, whatever, I want to give you an out. And he said, no, I want to do it. I said, okay. And um, that was our first round. See, people think, oh, I, if I say it, it might not go well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe it doesn't. But then you do a round two. Now, afterwards, I sent him a, a couple of nice messages and uh, and he actually apologized. 
mm-hmm. which I was not expecting. But he said, you know what? It's no excuse what I'm going through and I will be better going forward. And I really don't want you to judge me based on this because I've had a really bad week. So like you see what's coming out with these yeah. truth. He's what his mouse is. He's worried. I'm going to talk badly about him to classmates. Mm-hmm. Same as my worry about this woman in class. And I'm going to say this guy's a, a mess. You know, I, I will never work with him again, which is a reasonable fear. Yeah. And so I said, I will not badmouth you in class. I made that commitment. So all these, these things are happening, going back and forth. And I said, I respect your apology because my mood elevated. Mm-hmm. And I now feel like this is someone that I can trust. And now that you've explained what's going on, I realize I am willing to work with you. All of these things came out, whereas... Had he not named his mouse, you're probably annoyed with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had I not named my mouse, we wouldn't have resolved that stuff. I think I would have just said, I'm done. I'm not going to work with this guy. Oh, so, yeah. so that was a really, really nice experience that came out of that. And I've, I've had examples and my clients have had many examples where it's, it's been almost uh, a miracle what's happened you be you can be yeah and in so many different scenarios i'm thinking about you know it is a risk but once you get it out there there can be a transformation in the relationship so it can be in a personal relationship you mentioned in the beginning about you know the date or whatever um it could be in customer service what's one of the biggest ways to transform and create a loyal customer is by handling someone who's irate or who has a challenge and yeah. talking it through and opening it up and asking for that information as a leader what's the best way to help help your teams bond more is by opening the communication. And so this is one way to do that. Have you found at all that, that some of these, this, this more transparent and honest conversation can go the other way, can swing the other way that the, that the risk doesn't work out, or is it mostly it, at least it enables you to move forward more effectively? Yeah, let's. I want to double click on customer service because I yeah. I hadn't in the book. I don't specifically mention this application of customer service, but now I'm seeing there's there's a lot of application. Yeah, yes. And then I want to talk about go badly, but first let me name a mouse that just popped up for me. Mm-hmm. I forgot to tell you. I meant to say at the beginning of this interview that um that I have a rehearsal coming up soon this morning, and I wanted to ask you how much time we need for this interview because I'm hoping I can get out and get to rehearsal on time, uh-huh. and we didn't do that. So I'm, I'm rather than covering up that mouse, I thought I'd name it yeah. and, and check um, how long do we need for this interview? Um, are you okay with another five minutes? Yeah, even 10. Okay. All right. So we'll great. Okay. Goes. okay. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. But Handled. You know, is that right? Right. That yes. Yeah, and I'm glad I did it on air Mm -hmm. because that's the that's a leadership move. We have to be able to name what's happening, and that was just happening for me. Yeah. Um. Last night I was talking to an actor, and and he's 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 saying something, and it popped into my head. Oh my god, I'm going up next. I'm going up on stage. Mm -hmm. I got to go and get my my body ready for this scene. Um. And I didn't name that mouse. I just said, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you later. I could have said, dude, it just popped into my, like while he was talking, just popped into my head. I'm not ready for my scene. Do you mind? And he would have been like, oh, dude, go. Yeah. Right? That would have been. So we don't always remember it in the moment. 
mm-hmm. but which is ideal. Like you read the book, become a ninja at this. What I want for you is that you do catch it in the moment. Oh, I notice this is what's going on. If not, you come back later. Now let's handle both of these things. Customer service. Uh, I love this for customer service because you want to get the other person's mice. How was that for you? I'm sorry. The packaging was so ripped. That must've been disappointing. Was it, does that sound right? You know, or if I put myself in your shoes, I imagine I'd be really frustrated that you tried this website five different times and couldn't log in. That sounds really annoying. Does that sound right? Like that, that's going to build rapport with people and give them a chance to be heard and have their mice be witnessed. Yes. Yeah. then you might have be impacted by what they're saying. You might be like, look, just hearing you speak, I'm feeling frustrated because it, it shouldn't be like that. Or I notice I really would like to help you with this. Mm-hmm. I'd, like, I'd like to um, resolve this for you so that you can get the result that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we jump into that now? I think I've got some ideas that might w- work for you and help you. Mm-hmm. you. If that's the truth for you, then you name your mice and your ping, pack, ping pong back and forth in reality. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up customer service. It's a big one, I would think. But here's the thing I just realized. So I think that we're we're gaining some steps with customer service um, where it's becoming part of their script. But I want to point out the importance of it being authentic because there's a big difference between reading, oh, at this moment in time, I'm supposed to tell them they're frustrated and then actually saying, oh, David, that must be really frustrating. Oh my gosh. You know, and it, it, so you're not, you're kind of leaving it open. It's not like what I hear you saying is, you, you know, there has to be this element of, I care. Yeah. Don't you think? I do. Yeah. If you do care. You're right. Right? Well, that's a We're good not point. saying pretend to care, <laughs> but, but you know, if, when you start naming mice and they start naming mice, Care seems to come out. Yes. That um, I, I called a, a bully from high school who I'd hated for 20 years. Mm. And I, and I, uh, it was a terrifying phone call to call him and say, I've been resenting you for 20 years and I'm letting it go. And I just, I just wanted to let you know mm. that was terrifying. But what he said in response to that. And I told him, I'm so scared. That's how I started the call. I named the biggest mouse, which is I'm terrified to make this call Mm -hmm. because I'm worried you're going to think I'm an absolute idiot. I kind of feel like an idiot making this call. I can't believe I'm doing it. He said, oh, well, and I hadn't talked to him for 20 years. And he said, oh, I'm curious. What's going on? And I said, I've been resenting you even hating you for 20 years and I'm letting go of it. I don't want to hold on to that anymore. And you don't even have to do anything. I just wanted to let you know. And he blew my mind. He said, well, what could I say or do now to help you or us move forward? Oh, that's good. I felt his care. This was the Guy that I'd been resenting for 20 years and been feeling hurt by. We used to be friends. And so his care came out. Mm -hmm. And then I felt more care. 
and I guess could have called the book Care. <laughs> um, and then a couple of years later, I went back to my hometown to visit my parents and he was in town visiting his parents and at the pub. And normally we would have ignored each other. He invited me to come and sit at his table. And at midnight, when he went back to his house and invited some friends, he included me. Yeah. yeah. And it, then it can transform a relationship. That's fantastic. It absolutely did. And then sitting there at 1 a.m., he quietly said to me, and I was worried he'd think I was an idiot, right? He quietly said to me, I don't think I would have ever had the courage to make that call that you made. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a wonderful experience. The magic of movies is possible if we're willing to screw up our courage, take a risk to make that hero's move, that leadership move to name what's happening for us. Mm-hmm. And then ideally, if we have the space, we'll check in and find out their mice, find out what's happening for them. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of leads me since we're talking about that, how scary that was and that fear. So with yes. the name of the show being From Fear to Fire, has there been another fear or challenge that you overcame that you learned a lesson from that you'd like to share with folks today? Oh, yeah. In fact, I might name a couple if that's all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I speaking the truth can be terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends how high the stakes are. And you ask me, what can it go badly? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, some of the consequences, you might lose your job. You might lose your relationship. You might lose your freedom. I when I was uh, when I was a teenager, I did something that uh, I, I kind of knew I shouldn't have done. And later on in life, I was like, that was, that was illegal. That was wrong. Uh, that was bad. And it, it weighed on me that I, you know, that I, that I did this, this thing and I didn't want to go and apologize because I would have to confess to a crime. And I, and I checked with a lawyer and the lawyer's like, you could be prosecuted. Mm. You, you could go to jail. And so I would, I carried that for 20 years mm-hmm. and I wanted to clear it. I wanted peace. I know pieces in your your description of your podcast. Mm-hmm. I wanted that, but I was terrified of going to jail. And finally, I decided that I was willing to risk prison to apologize to another human being and just say, I really am sorry because I am. And so that was the biggest, yeah, maybe the biggest fear in my entire life was to risk going to prison and uh, to say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I ended up tracking down the person. I said, look, that thing that happened, that was me. I did it. I confess. I'm so sorry. How can I make it right? And it turned out they were fine. And they're like, look, it's not a big deal. It, you know, my life's good. This is great. Don't worry about it. It's like, oh, I can't even tell you what it was like to have that load lifted. Right. So that's that's one example. Mm-hmm. Um and then another one, uh, probably my scariest, one of my scariest times in life is when I've had incredible anxiety. And I just don't just mean I'm stressed. I mean, full on anxiety condition with panic attacks mm-hmm. where I didn't know if I was going to live. I didn't know if I was going to make it through the next day or weeks because my body was freaking out. I was in the shower just going, how do I get through the next minute? Mm. Um, that was absolutely terrifying. And then what happens is you're, you're anxious about the anxiety. Yes. 
It's, and it's a whole self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Yeah. So I've had that two or three times in my life where my body's gone out of whack for weeks at a time. Mm. And it was horrendous. And uh, and I did make it through. And so I have I have found ways, many, many ways to cope with deep depression and anxiety. I've had it, you know, multiple times over the years. And uh, there's so many different things I've discovered. I've discovered yoga, Byron Katie, nutrition, mm-hmm. um, taking care of this nervous system by by living in ideally a quiet place, location. Uh, I need community so that I have limbic connection. Many, many things have I discovered, uh, but I'd say maybe my biggest achievement in life has been learning how to manage and cope with a nervous system that's incredibly highly strung and hyper vigilant. Mm-hmm. And I found ways to manage it and cope. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now, you know, I, I know that you have a, a, you have your rehearsal coming up and, and I get to play Satan. Oh, it's going to be very fun. Is that? So I have and, a theater back. It is going to be, I, I got to tell you, it's going to be a gay Southern Satan. Ooh. is how I'm going it, to, that's, that's my choice. I'm very excited. Yeah, that's outstanding. So if any of our listeners are looking to get a hold of Mouse in the Room or find out more about you, maybe you're acting and all of that, how can they reach you? They can go to mouseintheroom.com. Mm, okay. Very simple. Uh, there's a free download. Look at the top left of the page. You'll see the, the 3D worksheet. Good. Print off 20 of them. Whenever you've got something a bit edgy, go through the worksheet. The book will definitely help you in, in you know, be motivated to go on mouse name uh, and start a mouse naming revolution. So if you want the book, it's $12.95 on, on, yeah. on Amazon. And there's a link from the website. If you are interested in coaching, if you've been looking for a coach and you want someone who handles not business or life, mm-hmm. but does both, because I, I'm unwilling to choose one. Mm-hmm. I'll work on your business. If you're already successful and up and running, I can help you fly higher mm-hmm. and I'll work on your leadership and your growth and your life goals and making sure that you're living a life that you're proud of and that on your deathbed, you can say, I really gave it everything. Yeah. And you can click on coaching in the menu at mouseintheroom.com and request a free session with me. And we'll see if you, if coaching is even right for you and if we'd be a fit mouseintheroom.com. So folks, we will put the mouseintheroom.com link into the show notes for you to make your life easier. So if you're driving, don't try to write it down. And if you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, leave us a review. Thank you for those. David, I have so appreciated your time here. Did you have any final parting words of wisdom for us today? I don't think I have. Let's see if I have wisdom. I have appreciation and appreciation mouse. I've really enjoyed these questions. I feel energized and um, yeah. Okay. My wisdom is look past the mind telling you, yeah, that's not something that you want to say. Look past that because we will naturally generate all the negative stuff and just shy away from it. Mm-hmm. That's why I wrote the book. If we didn't do that, I wouldn't have to write the book. Right. You need to push past that and go, wait a minute. What is the upside of me naming this? What is there for me to name? 
What's the upside for me naming it? What's the downside? Am I willing to be courageous? And my hope is that the answer is yes, because that will start a mouse naming revolution mm-hmm. and that will change the world. Love it. Great ending. David, thank you so much for your time and energy and wisdom today. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too.